Digicom Weekly Growth Marketing Podcast. Hey everyone, thanks for jumping on our weekly growth marketing podcast. We have an exciting guest with us today. Michael, thanks for jumping on the show with us today. Very excited to have you here. We connected back at Grow and and I got to meet several folks on your team. Everybody, you know, has been very enthusiastic and I love to hear about, you know, your technology. But just kind of as we get started, would love if uh, you could give our listeners a little bit uh, in about some information about your background and kind of what got you into digital. Yeah, happy to. So I am from New York originally, went to NYU. That's where I met my three co-founders. We all kind of went our own ways after college. Mine was to Accenture, where I was doing really enterprise transformation and you know acquisition due diligence type work, um, advising CEOs. One of my co-founders came to me with this idea, and you know I just I saw the opportunity, saw the need, the major pain point that we'll get into a little later, um, and really got us to a point where all three of us were at a point in our career where it was the time to really take a chance, you know, and capitalize on this opportunity. Um, and so we formed Revenue Roll two and a half years ago, you know really now have grown this company significantly, very happy with the traction and progress we've had. And, you know, all the while we're doing it together as three friends. So there's nothing better than that. That's amazing. I definitely, you know, hear you on building businesses with like friends and and close colleagues. Uh, That's kind of what we've done at Digicom, both Danielle and and Mikey, uh, who are co-founders, you know, I've, I've known them for a decade or like a little longer. And, you know, when we were building Digicom, we were friends first and then we kind of all came together as we've been doing it. So it makes it uh, a lot more fun, I think. And you can trust, you know, your, your team members a lot more. I'm not sure if you feel that way, but I definitely do. <laughs> I, I would agree with that completely. You can also have those tough conversations very easily. Um, in our case, they get sometimes they get pretty heated, but we've already done that before we were in business together. So it makes it very quickly uh, easy for us to uh, recover from those conversations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Revenue Rule and, and the technology. I've found it you know, very, very fascinating and would love if our listeners could hear about the tech. Yeah, happy to. Um, I think before I get into the tech, I think it's important to paint the problem that we're solving. And I'm sure all of your listeners are well aware Apple's iOS update, right? That really brought down third party tracking and limited the ability for a brand to understand who's coming to their site, what they're interested in and why they buy. And so because of that, right, what happens is they only can really track folks for about 24 hours after they visit the site. And then after that, if somebody comes back, it's effectively a net new person in your data. So With that in mind, you can see how it's very difficult to take analytics or insights from your data. And so what we did was we solved this by focusing on, you know, both first and third party data. What we do first is identify anonymous traffic that comes to your site. Meaning if I click through, you know, a bunch of different products, I add to cart and I bounce, right? In today's world, you can retarget them for 24 hours and that's about it. But what Revenue Roll does is give you their name, their email, and also their phone number and address. So you can seamlessly email them and your existing Klaviyo flows will send it there in real time. And you can send all that data back to Meta and Google 
to feed the beast, right? To feed the algorithm so that you're more likely to place ads in front of the right people. And so we do this differently. Really, we do it in two steps where a lot of our competitors do it in one. The first is you already have a ton of treasure trove data in your first party collector. So what we do with our cross device graph, we're able to know that Hamant came to the website six months ago, gave you their email or their phone number, and then came back and did their Black Friday shopping on their laptop. And so what we do differently in the whole space is first we make those cross device connections so that you can recycle that email or that phone number that was given to you six months ago and use it in that critical moment in Black Friday in this example. And so that's step one. And then step two is if we can't find a match within your existing data, then we'll go find premium data sources like from Experian, TransUnion and other credit agencies. And we'll bring in that data to append onto your anonymous traffic, which a lot of competitors are doing. And so we do both of those things at the same time time in real time. And that's why we have the highest match rates in the industry. Amazing. So what are those match rates? Typically 30 to 50% of your monthly unique visitors. So if I came back five times, that's still one visitor. So on that unique visitor number, it's typically 30 to 50% of your traffic. Wow. Okay. That is definitely very high and, and, you know, very powerful. What are some strategies that, you know, or maybe like a case study for the show where a brand has used this technology to email, you know, essentially you, you're retargeting, but you're also prospecting, right? Because like you can suppress users who have purchased and then in a suppression list and then ha still have outbound for users that have not purchased or added to cart, right? However, those segments are, are kind of created for for, for a respective brand. But yeah, if you could ch just chat a little bit about that, I think that can be very helpful. Absolutely. And I think, you know, our technology is not something that requires an extra lift from your team, right? They've already built their Klaviyo email flows. They already have their meta and Google retargeting campaigns. So we're effectively just giving all of those things more fuel um, without costing their team more time. And a great example of that is probably the most prominent case study on our website right now, which is Twillery, um, a menswear brand based in Brooklyn. And so what they did with us was they had a ton of folks, thousands of people adding to cart and bouncing, just like the example I mentioned earlier in the call. They had no way to retarget them. So they plugged in our tracker onto the site. We identified 80% of the folks that added to cart and bounce and were not customers. And so 80% of those lost visitors were brought back into their ecosystem and added to their existing weekly campaigns, to their abandonment flows. And within 30 days, they were able to make $30,000 in incremental revenue. That's amazing. I have a question, uh, you know, if, if revenue rolls able to do this or just kind of a thought, right? Um, as like a, a marketer. So there's, of course, if someone signed in and adds to cart, Amazon, you know, all of these different like, uh, marketing. Uh, marketplace platforms, right? They're able to retarget with you with that specific product that you add in cart, like, hey, you left this behind, right? Does that technology currently exist with revenue roll? And if it doesn't, you know, is there potential of building something like that in your roadmap? No, that's in there. So we're able to segment the traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're able to, to segment the traffic by three key uh, levels. The first is page view, anyone that comes to your site, right? Product view, which is anyone that double clicks into a product. And we have, you know, a list for each of the specific products they double click into. And then the final level down is add to cart. And within that add to cart, we can track what was added to cart specifically. So you can segment that out as well. And so our really um, complex users are actually building out a ton of different flows based on which products they're adding, which ones they looked at, much more than just a generic uh, add to cart abandonment flow. 
which which still works very well, but you can get very complicated with how you use our product. Absolutely. That's incredible because, you know, uh, having that like personalized messaging and, and user journey. And then also for partners that are using DM, right? I know DM might sound very old. I used to run D- DM campaigns at uh, American Express, uh, like in a past lifetime. How can users leverage the same data for, you know, potentially mail campaigns and DM campaigns? Yeah, absolutely. So we are going to be appending not just the email, which is the use case we've been talking to talking about um, up until this point, but we also get the address and sometimes the phone number. So we can take that address for you. You can download it immediately from our site or our platform, and you can add that to a post pilot, to a poplar, right? You can seamlessly do it that way. And we're working on integrations, you know, in, in the new year where we can set up a direct connection so that you don't even have to do any of that work. And it's just connecting between your two accounts on the platforms. Amazing. Uh, gonna switch gears a, a, a little bit. You know, I know you told us a little bit about your, your background and, and about revenue role, but just in terms of, uh, you know, digital and your, your experience in digital and of course building, building out revenue role in the past couple of years, what would you say is your expertise in, in digital, you know, and maybe some advice you can give brands in digital? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, my background at Accenture has always been bringing in innovating technologies to businesses. Now, I think me specifically on the revenue roll team, I'm focused on really the revenue function, right? Whether that's growth, customer success. And so the expertise that I bring to the table is how to acquire new customers most efficiently. Um, and I think that, you know, who would benefit from, you know, my experience would probably be other SaaS operators as well. Specifically, what we've gotten very good at is cold email. Probably 50% of our, you know, new customers are from the cold email function. And, and there's a lot of cool ways you can use AI there. You can use, you know, a ton of customization and personalization in the messaging that we have used to really get a ton of customers that way. So I think, you know, if anybody is looking for help in that regard, that's like the expertise I can provide. Thank you for, uh, for that. And, you know, since you had mentioned, uh, cold email, do you have like one or two pieces of advice for SaaS operators or, you know, um, maybe business development teams out there that are leveraging cold email? Absolutely. So I think that what you need to do is actually, everybody thinks it's all about a numbers game and scaling and just sending as many emails as possible. Don't get me wrong, that's like the second or third step. But the most important thing is making the experience for the person receiving that email feel like it is coming from a genuine person. And I get a ton of these every day, right? People who are trying to sell us as a SaaS company things. And it just feels like a robot is talking to me. And so there's like a delicate balance of, you know, creating a video of their site, which everybody does now, but also like making the message in the email come across as, as you hand wrote it. Um, and that's something that I think a human needs to do. And on top of doing those mass email campaigns, actually like taking the time to go down your target customer list and send like 10 personal emails like a day, right? If you're the growth person, I actually have seen a lot more or uh, a ton of success above expectations there when it actually is a personalized note that you write each day on top of your mass email work. Amazing. Thank you. Where do you see digital heading in the next five years? Listen, I think, you know, our expertise is on, you know, privacy and advertising tech. And I think that, you know, Apple has made a move that is getting closer and closer towards this world where website owners are the owners of data and 
website visitors give them permission to use it. And it's it's really turning away from like third party tracking, but also like any sort of middleman in between the user and the website owner. And I think that's where Revenue Roll's solution is so critical because eventually, right, you're not going to just put an ad on Meta. You're not going to just put it on a third party audience. You're actually going to have to upload a list of first party audience that have given you permission to run ads at them. And so that's why collecting your own first party data, maintaining your own massive you know, server container of permission provided data of, on your own is actually going to be a critical need for brands in five years, if not sooner. I guess in short, you can't keep drinking the, the drip feed from Meta. You're going to have to start building your own CDP. You know, what's uh, interesting is like owning your data and owning your segments, right? Like I've had a, like in, in like earlier podcasts from this season, we've had other guests also talk about the importance of that. And, you know, it is becoming more and more prevalent to own your, your data, you know, in, in different ways. So I, I think it's very interesting because we've had again, like multiple conversations about owning your data. So it, it is, you know, some directional information that I think definitely holds like true and, and, and valid. What's one question you wish I asked you? What is on your roadmap? So there's a lot more information that we can, that we will be providing beyond name, email address, and sometimes phone number. We now have a consumer attribute graph or addition to the graph as well. So we're going to be able to tell you the income, the net worth, the age, the gender. Like we're going to be able to tell you a lot more about your anonymous traffic so that you can segment and retarget um, in the most optimal way. Sweet. And where can our listeners find you? Sure. Yeah. My Twitter handle is D-A-S-U, D-I-E-S-U, Michael. My LinkedIn, I'm probably Michael-D-A-S-U. I'm sure we'll tag those in the post. And then please follow the Revenue Roll account as well, which is Get Rev Roll. Thank you. Thank you for uh, jumping on our podcast today. It was great to have you on. And I think you provided a lot of amazing, you know, insights into email, email strategy, and, and yeah, very, very excited for, for our listeners for this one. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Of course.